Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Boob Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Boobie Girls to sign up and you get access to all of our bonus content, including our Boobie cereals, which we're in the middle of Stay Close currently. Mm-hmm. Lots happening there. But this week on the podcast, we are covering me before you. Get your tissues ready. That's not what I'm I didn't ever forgot I was to name gonna it. say, are you is that what you're naming it? Yeah. <laughs> Get your tissues ready. Yeah. Got it. I mean, yeah, that's accurate. Uh so the book was originally published December 31st, 2012, and it's written by Jojo Moyes. And I actually looked her up uh well, as I was looking for fun facts. Her full official name is Pauline Sarah Joe Moyes, but she goes by Jojo Moyes. Oh, which I think, you know, probably a good good easy yeah. name to to go by or pen name. Yeah. She and we've done one of her titles are is our yes, second I'll one. talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, the book has a 4.3 out of five on Goodreads, which I figure that's a pretty good rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 369 pages. Nice. Uh, it is PG 13, the movie. Okay. It was funny. I was trying, cause we had to pay for this one, right? Mm-hmm. On Amazon prime. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, man, we have Netflix, Hulu, <laughs> Amazon prime, uh-huh. HBO max. And now we have Peacock. Yep. I even have Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. And, I mean, Redbox, which is usually a little bit cheaper for for movies or whatever, renting. But I'm like, how is a movie that came out in 2016 just nowhere? Just nowhere. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It's probably not a... I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's popular. But I feel like there's so many movies recently that we've had to pay for. And I'm like, it, with yeah. all of these We just things, happen to pick these ones that <laughs> somehow I guess. Maybe we on. need to start looking what's available first. But anyways, um, it is on Amazon Prime Um, if you'd like to rent yeah. it. I watched um, it on Redbox. But yeah, to your point, it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. So it came out in 2016. Uh, it's PG-13. It's a drama romance. Um, and it's listed at an hour and 46 minutes long. Uh, directed by Thea um, Chirac. Um, and he also did uh, The One and Only Ivan, which is a children's book that has been turned into a movie with, I can't remember the main character of it, but it came out within the last couple of years. So. Interesting. Yeah. All right. About a gorilla. Oh, <laughs> well, there you have it. Is it an animated movie? I think it's like a CGI movie. Uh, So the IMDb synopsis reads, a girl in a small town forms an unlikely bond with a recently paralyzed man she's taking care of. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, you can't give away too much, right? No. Uh, so some interesting facts, like I mentioned, uh, Jojo Moyes is the author of this book. Uh, she actually started out as an English journalist um, and ever since 2002 has been a novelist and also screenwriter, which I'm sure you'll mention. Um, she is one of only a few authors to have won the Romantic Novel of the Year Award by the Romantic Novelist Association. I'm not sure if I rem- mentioned this on when we covered the other title, which she actually won for this category, which was The Last Letter from Your Lover. Um, if you want to take a listen, that's on our feed as well. Um, this book is actually the first in a book series of three books. Um, so that's Me Before You, which we're covering today, After You, which came out in 2015, and then Still Me, which came out in 2018. There's also a short story that I saw came out in 2020 um but i don't know how like closely it relates to Mm -hmm. this specific series um so this book has gotten quite a bit and i don't know if the movie has as well has gotten quite a bit of um uh criticism because of the portrayal of disability Mm -hmm. and the you know uh 
decision that right. the main character will makes in this mm-hmm. movie um, and book. Uh, a lot of disability advocates have criticized it for suggesting that life may not be worth living for someone with severe um, disabilities. So, I mean, take that as yeah. you will. It, it is what it is. I think I, I don't know. I mean, this is only the second book I've read of hers. Um, but I feel like I understand where these people are coming from. Mm-hmm. I understand there are a lot of reviews that yeah. that was the reason why they didn't like it. Um, I think, unfortunately, unless you're in that situation, I don't feel like it's right for people to judge one way or the other of if this is a taboo to talk about. Right. Because I'm sure it's not if I'm sure in this world, it's something that gets talked about a lot. Right. You know, so I get it. Why people, you know, it's a kind of a hard topic, but it also this book in particular reminded me a lot of. Uh, Jody Piku, <laughs> Jody Picoult, her books because she re- she does write about controversial mm-hmm. topics. Yeah, she has another. Um, she has a book titled "The Pact," which is about a suicide pact. I remember. I you know, that. and there's you know there's different there's different authors that take these controversial topics and bring them to light. So, is it something that's so outlandish that never? would happen no i'm sure this is a lot more common than some people think and in my opinion as a you know avid reader i think go ahead and cover it but do it in the right way which i do think that jojo moise did right in this case like she handled it with care um and it is like you said something that is it's not like this book was the first time this was ever talked about uh so a couple other facts um this book hit the New York Times bestseller top 10 list and it spent 19 weeks on the chart. I didn't see that it made necessarily, you know, number one, but it was on the list. Um, and lastly, it was nominated for Book of the Year at the UK Galaxy Book Awards. Unfortunately, it did not win, but, you know, still recognized nice. for being a good book. So the Rotten Tomatoes percentage on this is actually pretty vastly different than the IMDb uh, ratings. It okay. has like a 7-4 on IMDb, which is pretty good. Um, it only has a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is because it is a polarizing topic yeah. and some people hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget for the movie was $20 million and it actually grossed $208 million wow. worldwide, which I thought was crazy. Um, I did read somewhere that I guess the book sales went through the roof when they announced that they were going to be doing this. Not surprising. That always happens. Yeah. A couple of fun facts that I found in the book, which actually does not come up in the movie. Um, there's a scene where the two of them go and get tattoos. Mm-hmm. And in the book, she gets a little bumblebee tattoo. Uh, Amelia Clark, who plays Lou in the, in this, in this movie actually went and got a bumblebee tattoo on her finger after they were done. Filming. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, after filming. Yeah. I was going to say she already had it. Why didn't they put it into the yeah, movie? <laughs> I know. Uh, the filming of the castle town exterior mm-hmm. um, throughout this book and movie, they talk about this castle um, a lot of times. It actually took place in Pembrokeshire, Wales, <laughs> um, over five days in May of 2015. Um, this little town, it is in this quiet little town, um, saw a ton of road exposures, um road closure sorry um an influx of fans wanting to get like a glimpse of it so it like took over this town which is funny because i mean obviously not to this extent but that's what happened to forks mm-hmm. in seattle during yeah. the twilight buzz and it wasn't even filmed there well i think it's so funny because i mean 
if you're saying it's such a small town, you basically have to shut down the town at that point, right? right. Like, if yeah. you can't really conduct business or, like, go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, and it was all pretty much just the exterior shots were filmed there, especially and at the house. But all the interior stuff mm-hmm. was filmed um, in a studio. So the actors somewhere. probably weren't even there. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, and for the scenes of the romantic getaway that they end up taking in the movie, um, I guess in the movie, which they don't really talk about too much, is actually supposed to be in Moritice or Moritis near mm-hmm. the Indian Ocean. Uh, but the producers decided to save them a small fortune and just did it um, somewhere off an island in Spain. So it actually <laughs> is supposed to be because I just figured in the movie that they were somewhere off the coast of like France or something because yeah. they speak. I mean, unless they speak French and that island too i don't know but yeah so wherever they were supposed to be was not actually where they <laughs> where they filmed it um and then lastly you did touch on that this is the first book of three in this series as of right now there's no word of whether or not the other two are going to be made into an mm-hmm. adaptation uh i feel like with the granted the reviews weren't great but the box office sure was. Right. So it kind of surprises me that they haven't optioned it yet. Well, and I don't see too many people like saying that they read the full series either. Like, yeah. maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Or maybe they just kind of let yeah. go. You know what I mean? If, if a lot of people picked the book up because of the movie and then they didn't see it yeah. elsewhere, they probably didn't read the rest of the series I mean, either. one thing that I thought, I mean, this book is so, or the storyline is so like, encumbersome of these two right and not to spoil it like obviously will isn't in the second Mm -hmm. book so i feel like it's got to be a totally different storyline yeah i I I don't know i I don't know because i haven't read but like sometimes the author of a series will like take a character from like Mm -hmm. the first book and then delve into deeper into their story for instance so like i could see it being like about nathan for instance or like some other character that we kind of got to you know peek into not necessarily about lou so i don't know but i mean um and i don't know i don't think you mentioned this but jojo moyes is the screenwriter Mm -hmm. for this movie yes um so i mean obviously we'll we'll get into it there's not a lot that changes which i think gives her the you know ability to Mm -hmm. kind of have reign over what is and isn't in the movie um but i feel like if they do continue it she almost has to be screenwriter for the next two yeah just to keep it authentic right yeah it's just interesting i feel like if it hasn't been made by now i don't think it's going to yeah it'd be kind of a stretch i think who knows there's books that like have been out for years that they're just like magically now becoming movies or tv shows because that's the thing to do remember we've talked about this how many times hollywood does not have new interesting why we have this podcast (laughs) right (laughs) all right let's delve into the cast Uh, we'll start with will trainer who is the quadriplegic in this story played by sam Kaplan. We covered him uh, in The Hunger Games. He was Finnick in oh, The Hunger yeah. Games. I kept looking at him like, why does he look so familiar? <laughs> yep. I'm a little bit older than he was when he was in The Hunger Games, obviously. He was in the series Peaky Blinders. And as I mentioned when we covered The Hunger Games, he is actually also going to be in the series adaptation of Daisy Jones and the Six, Ooh. which they are currently filming right now. So it should be done hopefully by next year, I would say. I can't wait for us to cover that. Um, I thought he was great in this. I thought he was the perfect, charming, jerk, 1000%. charismatic guy that they he needed is- so good looking i know so i'm sure looking. we covered this when we covered the hunger games but like mm-hmm. especially in this role i don't know what it was but like just he was very yeah. like you said charming and like he's still kind of brooding mm-hmm. and like you know you you want to hate him but yeah. you love to hate him exactly. and you love to love him <laughs> right i thought he did great yeah and it's got to be hard because for, i mean for him it's like 
he wants to portray this type of character in a respectful way. Yeah. So I'm sure he was, you know, conscious about that while he was. Oh, absolutely. While he was doing it. But I, I can imagine great. that he probably went through some training or some yeah. something to like yeah. prep for this. Exactly. Uh, moving on to Lou or Louisa Clark. She is the caregiver of Will. Not really caregiver, just kind of like. <laughs> Friend. companion <laughs> yeah companion um <laughs> is played by amelia clark um not by rachel mcadams but <laughs> I, was, I will i will say though the movie uh poster does look like rachel mcadams well thank you for giving throwing me that bone i actually removed this comment that i made from our <laughs> last episode in post because yeah. i felt so embarrassed but yes so in our last episode when we were talking about what we were covering next i accidentally mistook amelia for rachel mcadams Mainly because, like you said, the poster. And don't, doesn't Rachel McAdams just sound right for this role? Yeah, I mean, she does. <laughs> if she was she British. Does. But let me tell you, I loved her. loved Amelia Clark in this, in this she role. She nailed it. She made me laugh. She made me cry. <laughs> she made me feel embarrassed for her. Yeah. I loved every second of her yeah. in this movie. After having watched it, I can't even imagine Rachel McAdams right. being in this role. Yeah. Um, she has this like emotive face where mm-hmm. everything she's thinking and feeling, you feel. Right. Which is like incredible as yeah. an actress, right? I feel like, you know, I've only really known her from Game of Thrones. I was going to say, we should mention that she yes. is Daenerys uh, Targaryen, yes. uh, the mother of dragons right. in Game of Thrones. Which is a huge role. And like, I mm-hmm. love her in that. But I feel like it limits her abilities to like right. be a certain way, right? Because mm-hmm. that character is so specific. But this one, she was able to be playful yeah. and like funny, and like you said, she made you cry, she made you laugh. I absolutely loved her. She in was this. so good. I actually read that um, in 2015, which was right before uh, this movie was released, um, she actually turned down the role of Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, um, which is funny because I almost feel like I could see her playing that role well, anyone's better than who they yeah. picked but i'm kind of glad she didn't <laughs> yeah it would have kind of pigeonholed her a little yeah. bit uh but yeah i loved her i thought she was great yes um somebody else i want to talk about uh mr uh trainer which yes. is will's dad speak will stay on the game of thrones wagon yes. for a minute played by charles dance um he was actually um in game of thrones for quite a while um he's great I think he, and he was also in the crown. He was also in a lot of other like period type pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated his character in game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert though. His death was one of my absolute favorite death scenes. Remind in me what was it? It's when um, Tyrion shoots him while he's sitting on the toilet. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely epic. <laughs> yes. So, cause he played um, his dad, his dad. Yeah. yeah Tywin Lannister. Yes. So yeah, I thought he was great. I yeah. loved him. I liked him too. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was I thought he was perfect for this role and I thought he did a great job. I agree. I mean, he's not really his storyline has a little bit more to it in the book, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Um, but I think for what, you know, the movie called for, he was fine. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of did. There was like a whole like cheating yeah. scandal thing, whatever. Um, nextly I want to talk about Mrs. Uh Trainer, which is Will's mom, is played by Janet McTeer. Do you know what she was in recently ozark yeah yeah yep. she played um helen in ozarks she's no longer in there spoiler <laughs> um but she was also in the tv series jessica jones um i thought she was again this is the what that character needed was yeah. this like mom who you could tell really cared but was also like 
a hard mom a helicopter you know? mom like yeah. to the to the t but yeah um also her death in ozark was one of the most epic deaths true <laughs> i was gonna say they both gone out in epic um, ways but yeah i think i liked her character a little bit more than than mr trainer just mm-hmm. because i think she's so much more involved in will's life whereas steven trainer the dad is mm-hmm. kind of like ancillary a little bit yeah. um but i thought she did a really good job and definitely felt the uh helicopter mom yes. feel from her <laughs> Uh, next we'll talk about Patrick. Patrick is, um, Lou's, uh, boyfriend in this, in this movie played by Matthew Lewis, uh, better known as Neville Longbottom. <laughs> um, and I guess older, I, sexier, Neville I Longbottom. <laughs> um, I guess Amelia Clark actually convinced him to wax his legs for this role because, oh. you know, he's a runner and mm-hmm. swimmer and that's what a lot of them do. Um, I thought he was great in this. I, I, I mean, he's, he'll always be Neville, Yeah, but yeah, I think for what it was, he he did a fine job. I mean, he, he looks great. Yeah. I just, I mean, can we just say that? Like, he looks great. Um, I don't know that I've seen him in anything besides Harry Potter up until this point. Have no, you seen him in anything? No, but he has other things that were, that were listed on his resume, but nothing, like, that stood out. Big, no. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I mean, I don't, I guess you're not really supposed to feel chemistry between him no. and Lou, right? Which yeah. I didn't feel. So I guess yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, we want to talk about Nathan. Nathan is the, um, medical care for, for Will in this story played by, uh, Stephen Peacock. He was in the movie Whisco whiskey tango Foxtrot. Um, that came out right around the same time, but didn't really see anything else that he was in, mm-hmm. but I thought he was great. He was so cute. Is he truly from New Zealand? Isn't that where he's, his character is supposed to be from? Uh, I don't remember. Mm. I loved his accent, wherever he's from. Well, and then he met the Kiwi down in uh, <laughs> during their vacation. That's right. Um, but yeah, I really liked him. He's a, obviously had a bigger role in the book mm-hmm. um, than he did in in the movie. But I thought he was. I thought he, you know, he I was cute. And, yeah. Well, and like he just gives you like just by looking at him, you feel better, yeah. right? And I think that's what his he should be, right? That's, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. should feel good around your. Yeah, I, mean, I would call I was calling him a nurse. He's not really a nurse. He's more you know more involved than that. But um, thank God for him because I don't know how Lou would have done half the things she you know, without him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for who said it. Your first quote is: "You can only actually help someone who wants to be helped." Mm. That was Patrick, mm. not Patrick. Nope. Nathan. Mm. No, it was Alicia or Alicia oh. or however they say her name, which oh, we'll get to her yeah, character. I don't like her. <laughs> your next one is you only get one life. It's actually your duty to live it as fully as possible. That was well. Yes. Next one is I know this isn't a conventional love story. I know there are all sorts of reasons I shouldn't even be saying what I am, but I love you. I do. Cute. That was Lou. Yes. Last but not least. Knowing you still have possibilities is a luxury. Nathan? Mm, I tricked you. It's Will. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Your options for F. Mary Kill are Lou, Will, and Nathan. You know what? I'm going to marry Will. Okay. Because in the end, he's actually a pretty nice guy. <laughs> yes. And his family lives in a mansion. <laughs> Correct. With a castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he took care of her after, you know, he was gone. So it was nice. Um... Oh man. <laughs> oh jeez. Um I will go to Paris with uh Lou. Cuz she's too quirky. She's funny. <laughs> she is funny. And I just have to kill Patrick, not or not Patrick, Nathan, Nathan. But not because I want to. Right. It's just process of elimination. Mm-hmm. Uh I will will also kill Nathan. Um but I'm going to marry Lou and go to Paris with Will. 
That's not possible, though. But but Will knows more about Paris. Why is that not possible? Because he can't. He's he talks about how he can't have sex. That's not well. He can't. Uh, he can't. He they can't have it at all. I thought. Well, he that was the whole thing it. is that he like didn't. He wasn't able to do the things that he wanted to do with her because he couldn't feel them. Not because I couldn't feel them. <laughs> I mean, maybe. All right, fine. I'll marry Will <laughs> and I'll go to Paris and live. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure you can. It just takes a little bit more. Effort. Right. Right? I don't want to cry. Well, did this make you cry? Um, actually, no. Really? Well, no, that's not true. I sniffled. I had like yeah. tears in my eyes. No, no actual tears were shed. I actually watched this with my mom as well. Mm. Uh, I was watching it in my room and she's like, what are you doing? And I was yeah. like, do you want to watch this movie with me? And she's like, okay. Um, and she actually ended up loving it as well. Yeah. But yeah, there were tears. Okay. No actual <laughs> tears were shed. Oh, I did have an actual tear all the <laughs> way down. Uh, well, the movie actually opens up exactly how it opens up in the book. And it's, or the epilogue, I should say. No. Prologue. Prologue starts. Um, with basically Will before his accident waking up with his beautiful, you know, girlfriend in a nice apartment and he's off to his like fancy job and whatnot. One thing that they added, though, which I wasn't I couldn't remember because it was at the very beginning of the book was his girl. He wants to, like, take his motorcycle to work mm-hmm. and his girlfriend says no, because it's raining out. And I don't remember that happening in the book, but I thought it was an interesting little tidbit because. Yeah. He ends up walking and getting into you yeah. know, getting hit by the motorcycle. In the book, I think it's their like doorman or someone mm-hmm. that tells him like, "Hey, it's really like uh, rainy outside. Yeah. You should probably get a cab." But yeah, I, I mean, who cares? Same thing. Same thing. Um, but yeah, so he ends up uh, getting hit by a motorcycle, um, which is where the first chapter ends up picking up in the book. And we see a woman working in a cute little cafe. Um, we do get. The point at the point where like the owner just like hands her like an envelope with some money and says sorry. Mm-hmm. In the book, we actually get the backstory of why she lost her job. That is the that is the reason she lost her job because he has to like. But we like meet the store owner and he doesn't really want to lay her off. And <laughs> I mean, it's the same. Situation. I mean, kind of, but like <laughs> you don't know that. Like you don't know that he's actually closing down the cafe. I mean, it's implied. She says it later to her family. Well, yeah, but not at the beginning. I guess you don't not, really know. Yeah. He just kind of hands her an envelope, and he's like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> I mean, I was able to infer that that's the not reason. Not everyone might not be able to. <laughs> All right, fine. Yes, we get a little bit more yes. detail. We actually don't get this scene in the bakery mm-hmm. in the book. It's just talked about how yeah. she works at a bakery and all the people that she meets in there and how she loves her job. Yeah. So now we're back at home um, with Louisa and she's with her family. And we know from the book that she lives, they live in like a small house and in the house it's Louisa, her mom, her dad, her sister, her nephew and her grandpa. So there's six people in this kind of small house Mm -hmm. and they are very dependent on all of their incomes to make this household work. And we also find out that her dad had recently lost his job. So it's even more, devastating that her that she lost her job and the family doesn't know what right you know what they're gonna do um we then ended up we ended up meeting um her boyfriend patrick um running man (laughs) as as he comes to be you know uh known in the book um and we find that he's you know training for something and basically he's pretty well off and that he can take care of her because at one point he's like, let's go on holiday. You're like, I'll pay for it. Yeah. Because she's like basically like, well, I can't go anymore because I lost my job. He's like, don't worry. I yeah. got this. So now we see Lou at a job center and basically trying to find 
any sort of work. Um, she tried a couple different places and it didn't work out. And they end up finding her this new job opening that just came up um, as a personal home care companion basically she has no skills whatsoever (laughs) um but it paid really well and she was able to get an interview well and it's like right by her house so she doesn't have to you know travel a lot to get there Mm -hmm. i do wish that we would have gotten a little bit more of like the different jobs she tried before she got this one because i think she worked at like a burger joint and like some other (laughs) random places i would have loved to have seen that come to life yeah so and in her mind she's gonna go to this job interview and she's thinking it's gonna be taking care of someone who's quite a bit older mm-hmm. um like an elderly person well she shows up to, <laughs> she shows up to the job interview and it's at this like beautiful house and like her mom helped her pick out you know an outfit that would be you know professional yeah. i actually like the coat that she had on i thought it was very granny and very cute that's something we should mention so louisa's uh wardrobe or her sense of style mm-hmm. is very eccentric very mm-hmm. kind of out there so her mom was basically like you need to tone it down mm-hmm. please wear this blazer that i own because <laughs> yeah. it's you know you never you never watch criminal minds did you mm-hmm. so if anyone is out there who's familiar with criminal minds um, she dresses like Penelope Garcia, who is their like tech person. Is she the one with the bangs? She, well, sometimes she always oh. had different hair uh-huh. and glasses I think I know and who you're shoes about. and stuff. She's the one that um, Shamar Moore would always flirt with during okay. the show. But yeah. So yeah, that's I loved her eccentricity in the, yeah. in the book. And, and I got movie. it even more so in the movie than in the book, yeah. even though they talk about it quite a bit in the book. So she ends up. At this job interview, um, and she's wearing this skirt that's too small, and it, like, rips during the middle of the <laughs> job interview, and it's just so funny. But they actually end up offering her a job, even though she has zero experience with anyone. And we find out that the job isn't for an elderly person. It's actually for um, their son, Will, who's, like, in his 30s. So he's a younger guy yeah. who was in an accident. Um, they show her around the house, and... The annex, which was like their old stable that they turned into like an apartment, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this is where she meets Will for the first time. And he plays a little trick on her that probably isn't very PC. Right. Um, he then like clearly is kind of a jerk from the very beginning. Um, and we also meet Nathan, his caregiver at the same time. We actually don't get the scene like she doesn't meet uh, Will on the very first day in the book. So like she has the interview with his mom and then she's like, he's having a bad day. Why don't you meet him tomorrow Mm -hmm. when you come back for your first shift? Which I almost like that he met her this like on the first day because he made a comment about her skirt. skirt, And like it was just a lot more (laughs) like, you know, interesting. Yeah. So her family is like over the moon that she got this job because they really needed the money. Um, and she comes to find out like her main job here isn't to really care for him all that much. Her job is to cheer him up and that, you know, he's very cynical to her. And he basically is like, my mom says you're chatty. Um, and I would appreciate it if you just weren't chatty around me. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, and it makes sense why her mom, his mom chose her, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had other candidates that were fully qualified to be caregivers, right. but she chose her because she could tell that she had a good personality mm-hmm. and she was spunky. Good and energy. Outgoing. Yeah. So we get this actually like fun little montage of, <laughs> of Louisa going to work and her trying to kind of talk to him and he's just like super annoyed with her. And it's actually really cute that I was glad that we got mm-hmm. in, in this in this movie. The next thing we find out is so Louisa has a sister named Trina. Trina has the son, Thomas, 
And we find out that her sister is leaving for school. She got some like good deal to go back to college and they have, you know, nursery care for the kid or whatever. I felt like the relationship with her and her sister was a lot like not as toxic as it yeah. was in the book. Like yeah. they fight a lot. In Their the relationship is much more tumultuous in the book. Like mm-hmm. they, I mean, and rightfully so, right? Because you, as you mentioned, like this entire family depends on any sort of income that anyone brings right. in by Trina go, deciding to go back to college. She's essentially saying like, I can't provide for the family right. anymore. So you're kind of SOL basically. Yeah. So yes, like uh, in the book, Lou is much more like agitated with her and they do fight a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here they're like best friend sisters. Yeah. <laughs> whoop de doo yeah. So we're now back at Will's house and he ends up getting a visit from his ex-girlfriend that we met at the beginning of the movie. Alicia is who Alicia, we were talking about. Yeah. And his old best friend. And we end up finding out that those two, after the accident, obviously they, Will and Alicia had broken up and Will's best friend was right there to comfort her through all of it. Shocking. Shocking. Um, And that they have been together and that they are now getting married. And they were there to tell Will that, you know, they are getting married. This like subplot was a little too predictable for me. Like, yeah. of course, the best friend swoops in and, right. you know decides to uh shack up with the girlfriend i just i i get why they put it yeah in, or it, it was in the storyline i just didn't love it <laughs> plus i didn't like either of those characters i know they sucked yeah i felt like there was definitely other ways they could have like shown that he's missing out on his old life yeah and his old life is gone i agree like you know? i would have rather seen like his friends going out on adventures and him missing yeah. out versus like oh i lost my girlfriend who cares yeah so he ends up throwing. She wasn't that great anyway, <laughs> right? Uh, she ends up, or he ends up throwing like picture frames on the floor that were of her, which I was like, why do you even still have those? Right. Um, and just kind of like throws a little temper tantrum, which is fine. Um, Lou now meets up with Patrick, and Patrick <laughs> asks her if they wanted to go on holiday to Norway together. Um, and she was like, sure, why not? And then come to find out that's where this like dumb like Viking triathlon or something is that he wants to go to and not really for the actual, you know, holiday of it all. I wish we called it holiday. I also wish that we could just, you know, go to another country like a hop, skip and a jump. I know. That's the beauty of living in Europe, I feel like, is Uh that everything is like a stone's throw away. Like how California and like Las Vegas and things are like so close to us. That's how it is in Europe. But like you go to another country. Right. It's just another state doesn't sound as sexy. No. And neither does going to Mexico. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Lou, the next day at work, Lou is fixing like the picture frames and, and Will's just kind of like, I don't understand why you're fixing those. And it's just kind of being a jerk to her. And he was something about like, he's like, I don't, you know, I don't know why I employed you or something. And she's like, actually <laughs> you didn't employ me. Your mother did. Right. And finally, like, steps up to him and like snaps back at him finally which you're like so happy about at this point because you like have already started to fall like in love with this character and she's super sweet and super nice and like everyone has their breaking point and she finally gets to hers and you're like get it right and like you'll you can only take so much berating before you're like okay well and i loved that like she she's clearly the type that wears her heart on her sleeve. Like mm-hmm. she outright comes and says like, I need this money. Right. This is important to me. Like no matter what you do, I'm, I'm going to stick around. Right. <laughs> exactly. So the next scene we get though, it's like raining out and they're she's like, do you want to watch a movie? And he finally like 
gives her a little bit of peace offering of like, why don't we watch this together? I think you'd like it. And so they watch this foreign film that has, you know, the captions on it and she ends up liking it. And it's <laughs> kind of like their first like common ground together. Right. And then they go for a walk outside and they finally start, you know, having a full, like some sort of rapport with each other. So, Finally, though, Nathan ends up having a conversation with Lou. It's like at a doctor appointment, kind of giving her like more of like a full extent of his condition that he's not going to get better. Like because especially with Lou, she has such like a positive outlook Mm -hmm. that like in her mind, I think she thought that eventually he might get better. Right. But in reality, that was never going to be the case. Well, and with her lack of experience, like caregiving, like how would she have necessarily known? Right. Like you don't necessarily, you don't know unless you've dealt with somebody who's had it or has been around it. So, and like you said, she's so positive that she's like, Oh, well clearly like that they brought me in so that he can get better faster. Exactly. So that night or the next night, Will ends up getting like a cold And it's snowing outside, so Nathan isn't able to get there right away, and his mom isn't there. And so she's basically at the house alone with him, and he gets worse because she doesn't know how to take care of him. They basically gave her, like, this binder. Right. And is like, here you go. Figure it out. And, like, they talk about how, like, there's he doesn't sweat the way, you know, normal people do, so colds can get really serious. So Nathan finally gets there, and he's like, well, it was all in the binder. (laughs) okay like which is funny because i think we actually get a scene of her like reading the binder yeah and i can't remember if it was before or after this scene but i'm like did you not see it at the, like, i mean there's a lot especially when you're like in a panic situation like, that's true you know plus she has a lot of like drugs that she needs to like memorize for when he needs to take them and how much and exactly so i don't blame her so while once nathan is there and he's taking care of him he actually or she actually gets a um look at the scars that are on will's wrist that clearly look like he has tried to commit suicide before they actually don't go into detail um like they do in the book because we actually find out how he got those in yeah. the book yeah so we actually get a little bit more of a detailed description it's a little you know difficult but um essentially he finds a like uh like a nail sticking out from the wall that he uses to basically like move his chair move back his and chair forth. back and forth and that's how he attempted to commit suicide yeah which i was fine that they didn't i agree get that but they do talk about in the book how he was like very very close to dying yeah. in the book um but they don't go into that detail in in the movie um she well sorry to cut you off i think that was like unfortunate that they didn't bring that into it because i think that heightens the reason for why Mm -hmm. they set this pact together which oh that's true yeah i mean like it it's for me like knowing a little bit more about the fact that he tried to commit suicide earlier on does elevate the stakes a little bit right right? with his family and the Mm -hmm. reason that they kind of have this pact yeah so while she's like watching him overnight she ends up like (laughs) finding this old birthday movie that his friends made him which i don't remember was not in the book it was not in the book um but it was so it was like so cheesy and corny but she finally gets a look into like what he was like beforehand um which was like a thrill seeking mm -hmm. like you know always daredevil like did all the things which i guess this was their way of like describing that. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, this, that, that scene was yeah. in the book. <laughs> yeah. So Lou at this point kind of asked him about his accident and he was like, I don't really want to talk about it type thing, but she's curious on, you know, how he's gotten here. And then she like ends up singing him this 
monkey honky Ma- Ma- honky song yeah, Ma- which honky i have song. no idea what it is me either but i thought it was super sweet and then she tells him you know more kind of about herself and how when she was little she had these cute little <laughs> glitter wellies as they call them like little rain boots mm-hmm. and she had these bumblebee tights that she loved and then outgrew so we find that she's always been you know this eccentric you know little dresser yeah which was cute uh and will at this point basically says you know like you are so eccentric and you're way too big for this little town. He's like, what are you doing here? Like you clearly have aspirations. And she said like at one point that she was going to go to, to, to design school, but didn't and yada, yada. So they put this in there Mm -hmm. talking about how she's this big lovable character and that she's stuck in this little town. There's a main thing that happens in the book to her explaining why she is still there and they don't include it in the movie at all. So um, we actually get a little bit more of a description and it's a, it's part of a later scene that we do get in the mm-hmm. movie, but it kind of dives a little bit deeper, but we, we come to find out that when she was younger, she actually was raped and um, she, it's been a traumatic experience for her. She actually has uh, in the scene that we get later in the movie, it dives a little deeper into the book where she has this like flash of that experience coming mm. back to her and causing her to have like a panic attack. And like, you can tell in the book that like, there's that's kind of what's holding her back from fully kind of yeah. exploring her uh, opportunities and like getting out in addition to all of the like money troubles that her family right. has. Well, and like the whole thing is like, it was like, she went out with, she went out to a bar one night, drank too much yeah. and these guys took advantage of her type thing. So it's like, not only, you know, are you scared that it could happen in this little town than to think about moving to a big right. city? Like it's paralyzing, yeah. probably not poor choice of words, but you know, in, in a different way they're you know, they're both stuck in these lives, you know, for awful reasons. Yeah. Basically. Really. But like in the movie that seems like seemingly it's really just the money troubles that mm-hmm. are kind of keeping her from going yeah. out in the, into the world. So <laughs> at this point, Will finally lets um, Lou change or shave his beard, which in the book, I think she actually cuts his hair and shaves his beard yeah. for him. But in the movie, it's just his beard, which um, is probably for the best because I don't think she actually had any um, haircutting skills. Well, no, and she still doesn't. She doesn't have any anything she's doing. She does not have the qualifications. For. <laughs> no, but at least she's willing to try. Yeah, exactly. So she ends up overhearing an argument that Will's mom and dad are having. And this is where we fully find out that Will does want to end his life, um, that they have that he has given them six months and then he's going to go through with it. But how he wants to do it, though, is that he wants to go to Switzerland and have it be assisted suicide, Mm -hmm. Um, which they talk about. I don't know if it's in the book or if I actually Googled this. No, I think it was in the book, basically talking about how in Switzerland. They don't assisted suicide isn't legal like i couldn't help you do it like mm-hmm. i couldn't inject something in, into you and right. have you die but i can give you something and you physically take it and then and it, then, and then yeah. it's legal so that's why he wants to go to switzerland to do this um 
But Mrs. Trainer has brought in Louisa to kind of convince him to stick around. Yeah. Like that's her main goal of her being there. Well, and like the dad says something like, oh, the pretty waitress was going to be mm-hmm. your attempt to keep him alive. And yeah. it's like, that's just gross right. the way you said that, but okay. Yeah. So she overhears that and then kind of freaks out in the book when she actually finds this out, she like goes and like circles the date on her calendar yeah. and well, not only that, but we actually get a random character that we don't get in the movie. Um, Will has a sister in the book oh, named right. Georgina. She mm-hmm. actually has come, come home from wherever she lives. And she's the one that kind of brings it up to her parents. And is like, how dare you like let him do this and all this mm-hmm. stuff. That's who she kind of overhears talking in the book. Right. I don't know that we necessarily needed that in the movie. I think it got the point across. But yeah, we have this like random sister Georgina. Yeah. <laughs> no Georgina in the movie. So... She's talking to her. So Lou's talking to her sister about all this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I forgot to mention. She also puts in her notice to quit in the book at this point. Too. Oh, right. She sends a note to Camilla or something that the mom and says, like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And Camilla actually comes to her house mm-hmm. and is like, please come back. Like, we need you. This is our last ditch effort, basically. Yeah. And like, just please. try it for us. Please. Yeah. So in the movie, though, she ends up going and talks to her sister right away. And her sister comes up with this kind of brilliant idea. She's like, look, at least I think, I don't know if she goes into this much detail in the movie, but she's like, these people are loaded. Mm -hmm. Like figure out things to do that will make him want to live. Like think of like the most outlandish thing that you guys could go do. And they, I'm sure they will pay for it. And so she comes up with, um, this thing called a bucket list and of all the things that he could do. Here's a fun side note for you. Have you heard that the bucket list is like this, uh, mandala effect about how everyone knows what a bucket list is. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you think that has probably been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something that you were like, yeah, obviously it's a bucket list that there is no proven record of anything called a bucket list before that movie was made. The bucket list. Right. There's no record anywhere showing that that was used in anything else before it. There is no way. Cause I feel like I have actually used that phrase or that word before that movie came out. Like how would we have known what it was prior to that movie? Because the writer of that movies, he like the last, like came up with that concept. <laughs> According to TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I won't, I don't know enough to say no. That's I mean, not that movie case, came out a long time ago, so you probably would have been pretty little when it came out. Still, though. I when you like think I about it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So, anyways, fun fact for you. Um, so anyways, Louisa ends up going straight to the library and does a bunch of research and kind of presents this idea to his parents. In the in the book, she also like goes to a lot of um, online kind of support groups mm-hmm. and talks to other people, which I thought was like brilliant. She like, actually, yeah. And I, we missed that a little bit here because she actually talks to other disabled individuals, mm-hmm. you know, other quadriplegics who are, and like gets advice from them. Like if I did something like this, would you be interested? Mm-hmm. Or like, Hey, I'm having this issue. What, how should I, you know, um, yeah. handle it? Which I feel like is a great resource to use. Right. Yeah. They make a mention of it. I think will does that. Like, Oh, did you sign up for me for like some of these yeah. like, uh, support groups or whatever, but they don't really dive too much into it in the movie. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of a miss because I felt like there was a lot of information that she got mm-hmm. that was, would probably ease people a little bit more into this topic. Yeah. Um, because it shows a lot of different sides of it. Right. You know? So, so the first as so her parents are like, or his parents were basically like, all right, like, do what you got to do type thing. (laughs) 
So her first, her first idea is to take them to the horse races. Um, and you know, she ends up learning very quickly that she has to do a lot more research before she just goes out somewhere. Right. Um, <laughs> because they end up like going into this like muddy lot and the, um, wheelchair gets stuck in the mud and they have to ask people to come, you know, help her, you know, get him out of the mud and whatever. Um, I think that was actually it. when they were leaving, they ended up asking people to help them, um, or whatnot. But it's just so funny cause it was in the, or while I was reading this in the book, I'm like, why didn't she just pull up to the front and like, let him out? Well, and they <laughs> even make a mention in the book that wh- when they were leaving, they realized there was a disabled section right. with a paved road. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So it's just, I thought it just added to like her aloofness yeah. of not fully checking every single right. instance. But she was just so excited to actually get him to do something that she right. like didn't think fully through. <laughs> um, but she ends up like placing, you know, a bet on this like awful horse that sucks, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, but then they also like want to go to the restaurant that's there. They end up getting turned away because they don't have the right badges there. And it kind of just turns into this like tragic day yeah that she was really trying to hope that it was going to be really nice and it just didn't turn out that way but it pretty much happens exactly the same way in the book yeah the next thing that happens though is that lou ends up getting two tickets to this classical music concert um in the book it's not her that gets the tickets no will's the one that suggests the concert but he says like oh you should take somebody with you Mm -hmm. she's like well if i have to go you gotta come with me (laughs) yeah so and i think it's like his friend plays the violin or something and that's how he got the tickets so not sure why they changed that but they did so she ends up wearing this like really pretty fancy red dress and it's like the first time like you can see that okay will's like actually really attracted to her and so is nathan <laughs> yes wowza is what he called it well and in the book so we get a quick scene in the movie where she tries on different outfits with her parents mm-hmm. or her family in the book it's actually in front of will and nathan she like takes a few dresses to mm-hmm. i think his house and like tries it on for them and they're like no not no. this one this is good but like lose the jacket or whatever yeah. and then they settle on the red dress <laughs> which i thought was cute uh so they're at the concert and you know they he has to wheel in and he's very self-conscious about it all. And at one point he's like, there's something itchy on the back of my tag or on my back of my shirt. Well, ends up being a tag back there and she has to bite it off of him. (laughs) And it's just so funny because it's like one of those like embarrassing moments. Like, she doesn't even care. She's no. like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, and that's the way she even makes like a joke. She's like, live. thankfully it wasn't in your trousers. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. But they end up having a great time that night. They even stay in the car later to like, listen to music. That scene right there when he was like, I just want to be a guy who's in the car, with, mm-hmm. like who went on a date with a girl in a red. I was like, Oh yeah, my God. I know. <laughs> so good. So at this point, Lou tells Will that Patrick and her parents want to meet him. And so they invited him to Lou's birthday dinner, which she was like, I'm sure you don't want to go. And he's like, no, actually I'm going to go. And, uh, they end up, you know, he ends up going to her parents' house for birthday dinner. Patrick shows up late and sweaty and just gross. (laughs) And it's very quickly you see, you know, that Patrick seems very jealous of the attention that Lou is giving Will and Will just like eats it up. Well, and it's so funny. We didn't really touch on this, but like in the book, they talk about it a little bit more how Patrick, like when she first gets this job is like, oh, 
this guy is a quadriplegic. Like, I have nothing to worry about, right. basically. And then now seeing them, them together, he's like, oh, no, they, he actually does have a lot to worry about. Yeah. The thing I think we missed here a little bit was when in the book, when they're preparing for Will mm-hmm. to come, his fa- her family is like panicking because they're like, our house is not mm-hmm. made for it doesn't you know, it doesn't um, suit for someone yeah. who's in a wheelchair. What are we supposed to do? And she's like, yeah. don't worry about it. His, her mom's like, well, who's going to feed him? And she's yeah. like, I will. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of wish we would have gotten a little bit of that back and forth right. of like them kind of worrying because I mean, as someone who doesn't have somebody who is a disabled person, you know, close to me or in my family, like I'm sure I would think of those exact same mm-hmm. things as, you know, if someone came to my yeah. home. So like, I would have liked to have seen that a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and I, le- but I really love the scene cause you finally see Will in a way that he probably was more like when he, before the accident, yeah. like in terms of his demeanor and you could tell that like it brought some joy to him that another guy was jealous right. of him. Cause he even like makes comments back and forth with Patrick and makes a comment about that. She gives a, a mean sponge bath yeah. or something. So I love this. You know, I thought it was really great, but um, at the, at the dinner, for for her birthday, her family gives her this cute little scrapbook of everything, and then Patrick gives her a um, heart ne- heart necklace with his name in it. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I love Ronaldo, I love boyfriend Ray, but I do not need a heart necklace with his name on. Nobody does. <laughs> um, but she's like, cool, thanks. Um, but on the opposite side. Will ends up giving her a pair of the bumblebee tights that she had when she was younger and she freaks out. And in the book, they actually tell us that he had them um, made personally mm-hmm. for her. And it wasn't just something that yeah. he made. Well, so. in addition to that, in the book, he also leaves her money in her card, oh, her yeah. birthday card. And is just basically like, here's your like bonus. Here's a bonus. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time we get, we, we see that Will has actually been invited to Alicia's um, wedding, to his ex-girlfriend's wedding. And I think they actually invited him, like, when they came over that day in the book. Like, I don't remember, like... No, uh, he does get the invite. Well, and a few days pass before he decides, like, whether or not he's going to go. In the movie, it's a little bit quicker than that. Yeah. So now Will and Lou are, like, at the castle. They go for, like, a little stroll around the castle and he tells her about like his favorite place in Paris. And she's like, okay, well like, let's just go there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Like if, you, if that's your favorite place. And he's like, no, like I want to have that memory of me being there in the way that I remember it, yeah. not in a wheelchair. Right. And like, it's just like heart wrenching, especially in the books It goes into more detail. And it's like, yeah, I totally get it. You know, like, yeah, you've got to understand that. You almost don't want to taint those memories with, you know, yeah. by creating new memories that, hard to yeah is this the scene i can't remember this is the area or spot where she has the panic attack because of her flashback in, right in the in book, the book. yeah because yeah, there's like a maze or something yeah they go into some maze where they got get split up and yeah, it's then like the shining maze. <laughs> except not <laughs> but it's like a garden type maze yeah, yeah i mean mazes in general are just not not the, not the business yeah um but yeah so this is in the book the scene where she kind of has that flashback of you know um being raped and then he comes and finds her and like consoles mm-hmm. her and like makes her feel better. And then they have the conversation about Paris and all that. Yeah. And at this point in the movie now, he asks for her to go to Alicia's wedding with him. And I think I thought in the book though, didn't she, isn't she the one that had to convince him to go? 
Like, I don't think he was this willing. It wasn't as quick. I can tell yeah. you that. But I think eventually, like, in conversations with her, he's like, you know, like, why not? Would you go to your ex-boyfriend's wedding? Um, I was not invited to my ex-boyfriend's wedding, so I don't know. <laughs> First ex-boyfriend, not second. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I, was, <laughs> I don't know if I would invite I think an if ex. I had First ex-boyfriend, if I had been invited, I probably mm-hmm. would have gone. Yeah. Or as a plus one to my other friend. Uh-huh. But um, second ex-boyfriend, absolutely no. not. No, thank you. <laughs> I just don't know if I would invite an ex to a wedding. Weird. I, I think it just depends. I think in this scenario, Alicia probably felt bad. Yeah. And because he, his, her fiance was also best mm-hmm. friends with him, it was, you know, different. True. But yeah, I think in normal circumstances, yeah, inviting exes to weddings is probably not, not a good the best idea. thing. <laughs> so Lou's dad now is all excited because she gets home and we find out that he got a new job. And come to find out that. He is now going to be the head of maintenance at the trainer's castle, which clearly Will's who got him that job, which I thought was was very sweet. And she actually calls him and is like, was this your doing? And he's like, hey, your dad needed a job. Mine needed a maintenance guy. What's wrong here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's a little bit more upset about it in the book than she is in the movie. So at this point, an attorney comes to see Will and clearly it's a red flag. Like, she knows, like, okay, an attorney wouldn't be here just for nothing. Right. So she does end up going to tell his mom that the attorney showed up. And, of course, it freaks out the mom even more. Uh, so now we're at the wedding. And <laughs> he ends up seeing, like, an old coworker who, again, is very flustered, doesn't really know how to talk to him. But, like, at this point, you can see with Will, like, he's kind of like, he means well. Like, he's starting to see almost the better in people. Right. Um, than he was at the beginning of of the movie. So you can see that he's making like a little bit of a change. Um, We also end up meeting the godmother um, of the bride. uh, And she's fabulous. She's a hoot. And great. And she really (laughs) liked Will and thinks that Alicia made a really bad mistake. Um, So is this supposed to be in place of the character in the book who I guess like has contacts or connections? She actually tries to like hook her up with a job post Will and uh, Lou in the book is just like, why is she doing this? Like Mm -hmm. I clearly already have a job. I'm happy in my job because she's still in the mindset of like, okay, even when the six months is up, like he's going to want to live and I'll just continue working for him. Exactly. Um, we also see um, Alisa comes to talk to Will. That was, was so awkward. It's like, okay, what do you have to say? She, and I love, she's like, I love the mirror. <laughs> yeah. She like pats him on like the hand. She's like, thanks so much for coming. Yeah. It's like, okay. She's the worst. <laughs> she's the worst. So Lou and all her greatness ends up sitting on Will's lap and is like, let's go for a spin. And they go and dance on the dance floor. It's so, so funny. And like, he's like is everyone watching us? And she's like, yep, (laughs) but I don't care. Also, she accidentally gets drunk, not realizing that there's alcohol in the drinks. (laughs) Yes. So, and while they're dancing, she's like, let's go somewhere like anywhere in the world. Like let's go. And she actually gets him to say yes. Um, in the, we, they end up staying at a hotel that night in the book. We actually get like the progression of her getting more drunk Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, drive him home. And he was like, it's fine. I got a hotel. Like, please get drunk on my ex on my ex's dad's dime. Like, please have fun. Um, In the movie, they just kind of mention when they come home, they're like, yeah, like, we ended up staying in a hotel. Like, it's it's fine. Um, But we come to find out very quickly that, like, 
because Lou doesn't know how to take care of him, like there was things that should have been done before he went to sleep, including like changing his tubes. So when he gets home, he gets sick. And also at this point, um, after the wedding, Lou's like on this high of, you know, having a great time. And she ends up telling Patrick that she's not going to go to Norway, (laughs) um, that she has to work and that she's going to be going on this trip because he, they really need her to go. And of course he doesn't love that, but it is what it is. But she totally downplays the trip. Right. So she's like, yeah, like he he needs to go. And therefore like I need to go, but like, don't worry. Like Nathan, the caregiver will also be there. Like it's, it's cool. It's It's, chill. It's totally fine. (laughs) So Will is in the hospital now and it seems like he is going to be okay. And Lou actually asked Nathan like, Hey, will you go on this trip with us? This is what we're going to have planned. And he's like, sure. Absolutely. They also talk about the fact that Nathan also knows about Will's decision to do assisted suicide. And he's basically like, it's his decision at the end of the day. Like I can do all I can to make his life okay up until that point. But if he chooses, that's what he wants. So, a little bit different between the book and the movie. Um, when after her sister goes away to school, she ends up coming home on the weekends. And it's one of those things that's like, okay, when you have like a bunch of people living with you, it like doesn't seem like too crazy. But then when a couple of them leave and then come back, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, how did we ever live like this? And that's what kind of <laughs> happens. I know. I thought it was weird because I'm like, yeah, these people st- are like lived there before. But I guess to your point, that's yeah. right. Once they leave, then you kind of stretch out a bit. You yeah. realize, oh, wow. Okay. We were living in really like, you know, tight quarters. Right. Uh, but yeah, so she comes back during the weekends, which causes, and like we mentioned, like her and her sister's relationship is a little bit more like intense in the book. But it basically causes Lou to realize like, I can't live like this anymore. Um, And she actually talks to Will about it and Will suggests, well, why don't you just stay here on the weekends? Like Mm. there's plenty of room. You already are basically here all the time anyway. And she's like, no, I couldn't impose. Like that would be, you know, um, wrong or whatever. Yeah. She actually has a similar conversation to with Pat Patrick Mm -hmm. and like the loser boyfriend that he is. He's like, well, I guess you could like move in here yeah, as like, opposed to just like, you know, we've been together for years. How about we move in together? Right. I think it's time. <laughs> and she actually does agree to move in mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. So she, at this point, she has now moved in with him. Once Will finds out that, um, that she's moving in with Patrick, he gets really mad. And oh, he gets yeah. kind of butthurt about yeah. it. Well, and I think uh, his mom even mentioned something to um, Lou and was like, couldn't mm-hmm. you have waited a few more weeks? Like, yeah. we're basically at the six-month period. Like, clearly this is going to cause him uh, undo, right. like, you know, uh, hurt or whatever. Yeah. And that's like, it's so she almost, like, doubles down on poor yeah. Lou for making this decision with her boyfriend who, you know, they've right. been together for years. Exactly. So I did feel like in the book, there was a lot more pressure on Lou mm. on this whole thing than you really felt in the movie. You didn't feel yeah. it as much in the movie. Um, but so this leads into our next scene because the next scene is Lou gets home from work at her parents' house and Patrick is there um, and had surprised her with dinner. Um, in the book, it's at their apartment right. together. Um, but anyways, they kind of have this conversation and he's, you know, trying to like settle things down with her and apologize for the way he's been acting and, and all this stuff. And he ends up finding like the plans of exactly where they were going on this trip. And he gets really mad. Yeah. He gets really mad. And he's like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm leaving. And I guess it's in the movie. You're supposed to just assume that they broke up because they're in the book. We, they actually do break up. She goes and gets her stuff and all that stuff. Um, 
But which I thought was funny that they didn't include because one of the things in the book they talk about is when she went to go get her stuff, how she had like no emotion. Yeah. She was like, I should feel something. Right. And I don't, I don't care. Well, and like even more so she starts realizing she has like stronger feelings towards Will and like she's more so than just being his companion. Like she has like a vested interest in his life now. So here's something I guess we should talk about again, difference between book and the movie. So the next scene we get is they're at the airport and they're headed for this trip. Presumably the trip that has always been planned. Right. In the book, they actually don't go on the trip that was initially planned. Right. Because she realizes that like, so she actually planned for a trip to California or somewhere, yeah, it was somewhere to the, the States. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically she, in her research and in talking with other uh, quadriplegics and things like that, she realized that there are actually individuals who have chosen to do like more thrill seeking type mm-hmm. things with, you know, with care and with the right proper yeah. precautions. So she decides like, okay, Will has always been a thrill seeker. Like maybe I could plan this type of a trip for him yeah. where he could go bungee jumping. He could go skydiving. Like she, mm-hmm. she does all of this research, but in the end i forget why they chose not to he gets sick again yeah he gets sick again he gets sick again. this is where he gets pneumonia in the book yeah. right because in the in the movie we he already got pneumonia yeah. the first time yeah so he gets sick again which kind of elevates the, like right before they're supposed right, to leave elevates the situation even more everyone's like on high alert that like this could be kind of it, it. um so that they canceled that trip. And then once they realize like he is a little bit better then she plans the trip, which we get yes. in the movie, which is a way more relaxed trip, <laughs> way more relaxed. And I mean, I, I am a thrill seeker, but I think I would have preferred trip number two. Exactly. Anyway. So they're at the airport and <laughs> this thing is so funny because I did not think about this at all when I was reading this book, because in the book they're at the airport, she's like freaking out about trying to get through TSA and getting onto the flight and how they have to get on before all the other passengers and they have to lift him up in between these little seats and yada, yada, yada in the movie. They fly private. Right. I'm like, yeah, like in the, like these people are loaded. Why wouldn't they have just flown private this in the book? And I didn't even think of it. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also, I really enjoyed that in the book because yeah. again, it, gives you a little bit kind of a closer look into what life as a quadriplegic is. And if you were not loaded, Mm -hmm. that's what you would have to go through. Right. We missed that a little bit, but you're right. I mean, (laughs) like if they're that, you know, that um, rich, why wouldn't they? Exactly. So they finally get to this like tropical oasis at this resort. Um, And they go to the beach, they go to the pool. Nathan meets, you know, a Kiwi, beautiful girl down there. And, um, and they're like having a really good time. Like when Will's like trying to let, you know, Lou to let loose and get drunk and just have fun. He forces her to go scuba diving, which yes. she loves. Yes. Um, which is funny because in the book, they talk about how they tried, she tried to do it in the pool and panicked. And I was like, yes, that would definitely be me. <laughs> but then she went out into the ocean and she was like, yeah, this is, this is great. Yeah. The, what I've learned about scuba diving, because I have a friend who is uh, certified. I don't know that I could do it. Yeah, I don't know because, if I'd want so to. Because so your tank only has so much air. I mm-hmm. would constantly be thinking about how much air right. is left in my tank right. and panic could just come up anyway. Right. I've done snorkeling before. <laughs> yeah, and snorkeling's that's fine. Still. Yeah. <laughs> still weird. <laughs> um, But anyways, Nathan ends up going off with this girl one night. And so Will and Lou are all by themselves. He asks her to like stay in his room. And they actually have their very first kiss during a 
you know, thunderstorm, tropical thunderstorm. That was beautiful. The yeah. scene was just top notch. So now they're now they're at the last night um, of their trip and they're on the beach and Lou does this funky little dance for him and it's so <laughs> funny. Um, but she ends up sitting down on his lap and she kisses him again and it's like, all right, in her mind, okay, cool. Like we're going to be together now. He's not going to want to kill himself. He's happy. Uh, he's happy. I've changed him. He's changed me. Everything is great. Well, he tries to start t- telling her because at this point he doesn't know that she knows about Switzerland. Right. So she ends up telling him like, no, I I know about Switzerland. Like it's going to be fine. Like you don't need to do that, whatever. And he was like, no, like you haven't changed my mind. Like I'm still going through with this. Yeah. Like as much as I want to be with you, I can't be with you in the way that I want to be. And he's even like the things I would do to you right now if right. I could. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I bet, you, I bet you could <laughs> make this more of a romance yeah. book. <laughs> so, but at this point he's like, but I would really love for you to come to Switzerland with me. And I'm like, Oh, what an ask. And like, she is totally ASK like, by the way. What an ask, <laughs> what an ask, but also what an ass. <laughs> I don't think that was an ass request. of him. I mean, that's a lot to throw on someone be like, look, I know you're in love with me, but I'm first I'm gonna break your heart. And then I would really like it if you would fly to Switzerland to watch me kill myself. That's a big ask. Sure. It's a big ask. It is. So anyways. Especially for someone like Lou who yeah. you know, like He's that, very emotional. Right, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, she tells him, you know, you're being selfish. Um, I can't believe you would even ask me to do this. Whatever. She's very upset. They end up flying home the next day. Like they don't talk at all. She gets off. They get off the plane basically, and Le- Lou like leaves right away. And Mrs. Trainer is like, thinks everything's great because they all look great. Looks like they had a great time. Yeah. Um, but the second that Lou quits, you can see Miss Trainer is like, oh crap! Yeah. Like he's still gonna. And it, it was like really tough scene because you could tell that the realization in her eyes. Yeah. You're like, ugh, like awful. So, we now see Lou back at home. And she's with her family talking about Will and what he wanted to do and whatever. And her mom gets really, really mad. And he's, she's like, it's basically like murder, like whatever. And she, so Lou is all upset. She goes upstairs and her dad comes and talks to her and is like, it's okay. I think you should go to Switzerland. You should go. Um, There's still time to get there, whatever. Unless I missed it. In the book, the trainers are the ones that reach out to her and are like, they don't reach out to her in the movie, right? They don't. They do reach out in the book. And there's another situation that happens in in tandem with this. So they actually get a news reporter that comes Mm -hmm. to their door asking for Lou's side of the story because now this story has kind of broken that. And this is something that we also missed, I think, in the movie, too. We get like... um, News article, not news articles, but like we see that Lou has do- been doing research about mm. other quadriplegics that have decided to do a su- assisted suicide, things yeah. like that. Anyway, so this news reporter comes to Lou's house wanting her side of the story um, and to, to talk about Will and his decision. Uh, 
in she at first she says no i don't want to talk to them mm-hmm. and then eventually she does like have a conversation the at this point she thinks it's been done it's complete like yeah. you know the deed has been done situation but the news reporter actually tells her like no he's still alive like yeah. he hasn't gone through with it yet um and then i think either before or after that is when the yeah. trainers reach out to her and are right. like hey he's still here and he's kind of like asking, asking for, for you. you well and another thing to go back to the whole thing about the reporter we find out in the book that it's actually patrick that tipped off the reporter is that okay i wasn't yeah. sure they insinuated it but they didn't say it outright sure. but i figured yeah. that's what it was yeah and then in this like uh decision making situation lou like goes back to her family and her mom's basically like if you go don't bother don't coming back. don't come back which like i think is just awful because awful. it's like I'm sorry, like, your daughter's not the one that's making this decision for this grown man who right. gets to make his own life decisions. Right. Like, how dare you do that to your daughter to say, like, yeah. don't bother coming home? Yeah, so her mom disowns her. And then, like, her dad does have that same conversation, but is like, you know, if you want to go, like, go ahead and go. Um, but, yeah, the trainers had it all set up for her. In the in the movie, it very much seemed like she went on her own and decided to go on her yeah. own. Um, so regardless though, she is in Switzerland and she shows up to this beautiful little house in Switzerland and is a bull in a China shop (laughs) (laughs) just the way she is. And she ends up laying with him and he sings her the Molly hunky song (laughs) that she sang to him and asked her to stay. And then, um, I think in the book he doesn't sing that song to her and then they kind of have their little moment and then he's like, okay, I think it's from, from my time for my parents to come in. And then it's, Thank God they didn't like, yeah. I was like, please just black. end it. Just fade to black. Yeah. We're good. And that's, that's how they did it in the book and the movie. And I thought it was very tasteful of the way that they did yeah. that. Um, but the movie just goes on and we see Lou in Paris um, at the cafe that Will was telling her about was her, you know, his favorite spot. And he had left her a note basically telling her, you know, that I'm glad you're in Paris. Cause it was like a note that he didn't want her to read until she was there. Right. Tells her, that he has left her with some money, um, but not enough money to sit on her butt the rest of her life. Um, in the book, we find out that she had actually applied to design school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this money was supposed to help with design school and all this stuff. So um, he, and he tells her to go to like the perfume store across the street and to just basically, you know, live boldly and live your life and go on. And yeah. that's, how the movie ends it's how the book ends too that that scene you just described is what the epilogue is and i mean like you said tastefully done um mm-hmm. super super sad story super yeah. you know hard decision o- overall right but again unless you are in that position and you are the one having to make that decision mm-hmm. like i personally don't believe that anyone should be able right. to have a say in, in your decision and i I, when I reviewed this, because I have a little journal where I write mm-hmm. my reviews, I didn't classify this as a romance. Yeah. I classified this as a cont- contemporary novel. To me, yeah. yes, the romance is there, but the story of Will and his like decision to, to go through with his plan is the main point of this right. story, right? Uh, the fact that him and Lou fall in love is a added bonus, right. but I don't think that it was the main thing that you know not the driving force right not the, the driving force of this novel so i can't classify it as a novel or as a romance i yeah. classified it as a contemporary yeah. so but i think we can both agree that i that the movie did stay true to the book 
Yes, more so than a lot of the ones yeah. we've recently covered. Yeah. yeah. So, are you going book or movie though? So I loved both. I thought they mm-hmm. were really good. Amelia Clark sold Ugh, this movie for me. Sold it. <laughs> me too. She was so great. I I actually listened to this book. I think you did as did well. Um, as I read along, and I don't know if it was the narrator's voice or the fact that I had watched the movie before I I read the book, but. I just I loved Amelia Clark mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. I thought she nailed the the you know the character and brought it to life in a mm-hmm. way that like anybody else may not have. Yeah. Um, so that's that's literally my only yeah. reason I'm going with the movie. <laughs> I'm going with the movie too. Uh, all right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on patreon all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls to get access to all of our bonus content it's only three dollars a month all right so what are we covering next week on the podcast we are doing no country for old men which i have not seen but you seem very excited about it it is a great movie i've never read the book javier bardem is just oh just like like just creepily incredible in this in this movie i think if i'm don't quote me on this but uh-huh. i think he won an oscar for this okay we'll find out um, is this on your epic reads it is it, on my epic i was gonna reads. say it's on my adaptation um adaptation adaptation <laughs> adaptation uh poster yes so i'm interested i think it's like i, I don't even know what to classify it because i don't think it's like a western but it's like let's see what imdb says yeah it's just a really good book or movie hopefully the book is good too i'm sure it is <laughs> It is classified as a crime drama thriller. Okay. It's been years since I saw this movie. Well, it came out in 2017. So it's only two hours long. The it came pretty- out in 2017? Nope. Two, 27. <laughs> 2007. 2007. <laughs> 2007. Like, there is no way this came 2007. out. 2007. Yeah. It's only two hours long, which is surprising because it's a pretty big book. Um. Yeah. I just remember watching it and thinking like, wow, like I have not seen anything like this before. Um, mm, but I, it's been so long that I don't remember how it ends. So um, it'll be like I'm watching it Great. anew. Hopefully we can Can't find wait. it on all one of our streaming I'm sites. sure. Hopefully. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.